Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Well, it has been all year long that we have been talking about the 25th anniversary of the signing of the ADA, and that time has come. As a matter of fact, it will be this coming Sunday. So how appropriate would it be that we would choose to have on this very important week the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act and a man who has changed, and I mean it, millions of lives because the ADA is now around the world. But you know what? It just isn't in that area. I have to tell you, many of you know how much I love this man, but I want to tell you, he lives it every day. I'm not kidding. He lives it every day. I always tell him. He's the only congressman I know that is like he's still in office. Um, And not only has he changed other people's lives, he changed my life. I often say, where would Bender Consulting be without my friend I love so much, Tony Quello? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. Uh, very kind. I appreciate uh, your remarks. And very true. Thank so, you. So, Tony, I just saw you. That's right. Yesterday <laughs> at the White House. And, wow, that was quite an event. Um, And, by the way, before you talk about it, I just want to tell everyone President Obama talked about Tony and what he did. So, Tony, what did you think of the day? Well, Joyce, uh, 25th anniversary of the ADA, uh, when I introduced it, uh, you know, 27 years ago, um, I never, ever thought, uh, that it would be as successful or as Im- have such an impact that it that it has. Um, you know, it's the law of the land in 52 different countries. It has changed uh, our landscape uh, tremendously, and it's made uh, uh, jobs and opportunities available for uh, millions of, of Americans. And um, I, I don't think a lot of people know in some cases that it's made a difference for him because uh, it is now assumed uh, that uh, curb cuts have always been there for a lot of young people. Uh, it's assumed that uh, volume controls on on phones have uh, been there always. And so uh, it's, it's now a part of our uh, established culture, daily life, whatever you want to say. And uh, yesterday was the 25th anniversary of all that, and a lot of things have happened over those 25 years uh, to make this um, uh, such a successful piece of legislation. Uh, I was extremely, extremely honored uh, with the president's remarks. Um, I had a visit with him before and, um, and visited again with him afterwards. Um, he um, really feels and believes uh, what the disability movement's all about and has been so supportive in so many areas, uh, like uh, Obamacare uh, for the first time um, in anybody's life. Uh, Insurance companies no longer can deny you insurance 
for a pre-existing condition. They can't ask about it. So they have to sign you up just like anybody else. Um, and that impacted uh, millions I mean, of, of Americans. And just think of what that means to a family that has uh, someone uh, with a disability, uh, be it the father, the mother, child, whatever, uh, that now their health insurance is covered and has never been covered in the past. Um, just think in regards to, and Obama did that, and just think in regards to um, work. Uh, he signed the 503, uh, which basically tells federal contractors and subcontractors that they have to hire people with disabilities. They cannot discriminate, but they have to actually hire people with disabilities that are obviously qualified and so forth. And, uh, and Joyce, you know as well as I do, that's what you do. Um, for those of you on the line, I'm sure you know that uh, Bender Consulting is the one who supplies the uh, qualified candidates for employers and others to, um, uh, to hire. And we're talking about people who work for the uh, National Security Agency with top clearances. Uh, we're talking about engineers. We're talking about all kinds of people uh, with disabilities uh, that have now uh, over a, a thousand vendor has put in place. And uh, we now, with, uh, with the federal contractors, some contractors, you're talking about thousands more that will be uh, put in, in place. So um, the ADA has set the stage for all these things. So yesterday was uh, a very exciting day, humbling for me, um, that you'd have the President of the United States talk about you. Um, so it was a real exciting day. And uh, Joyce, uh, for those of you listening, Joyce uh, was there. Um, so it was uh, fun for the two of us uh, to be part of it. And you got to see many of your friends, including Senator Bob Dole. Senator Bob Dole is an American hero, uh, not only for serving in the military and being disabled and with a lot of injuries that he, of course, still has. He has the use of only one arm. Um, uh, and... He's 90, going to be 93 on the 22nd, um, and he uh, was there in, in a wheelchair, of course, but he was there and full of vim and vigor. He wants to go get the treaty again, see if we can get it passed, uh, but just a, a tremendously dedicated individual. I knew him when I was in the Congress, um, and he and I were very friendly, and today we're uh, close friends. So it was great to, to see him. Senator Weicker, I saw, who was from Connecticut, who was the first senator to introduce the ADA on the Senate side. Um, I was the author on the House side, and uh, Lowell joined me as the first author on the, on the Senate side. Um, and so he was there. It was really great to see he and his wife. Um, and then we had Tom Harkin, who was, who was there, and Tom... Uh, led uh, the fight in the Senate uh, after Lowell uh, got defeated, and he was joined by Senator Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, um, and he was joined uh, uh, by several others uh, that were uh, predominant. Uh, Bob Dole at the time, Majority Leader, was uh, very, very active and supportive. Um, and we had Orrin Hatch from Utah, who was... Uh, 
We probably would not have gotten it through if it hadn't been Oren uh, helping out, but he was an, an advocate for it. Um, so he, uh, all these uh, people are wonderful people, and most of them were there yesterday. And I forgot yeah, to mention Steny Hoyer. Steny Hoyer, oh. the ADA would not have gotten through the House if Steny Hoyer hadn't been uh, pushing and making uh, the contacts and getting it done. Steny is, for my eyes, a real hero for our movement. I get a lot of credit for uh, being the author and uh, original sponsor of it. Um, but Steny is the one who put it through, and he deserves a tremendous amount of credit. He's like my brother. I, I love him, uh, uh, but he deserves an awful lot of credit. Well, he certainly loves you. And uh, it, it was special for me to be there with you, Tony. Although, just so you all know, it's hard to get around Tony because it was like a little uh, entourage constantly following him everywhere he went. Uh, but it was special. And, Tony, I think you have a caller on the line okay. right now. Caller, are you there? Hello, this is Mark Boxer. Hey, Hello, Mark. Mark. How are you? I'm I doing am good. Well. How about you? I'm doing well, Joyce, my good friend. And hello, Congressman Coel. Tony, it's Mark. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. I, I could not let the show pass today, um, Tony, without calling in and just saying thank you. And on behalf of the 57 million Americans with a disability, thanks from all of them. You know, as you said, 25 years ago when the ADA was signed into law, I think, and as you noted, we saw the real start of full participation, independent living, integration, but most importantly, economic self-sufficiency rather, for people with disabilities. But you know, we still have a lot more work to do. But what is so moving, Tony, as you said, is that we are seeing other nations modeling what you visioned. You know, that's a global impact, not just here in the U.S., but globally. And things that we take for granted before have come to pass because of your leadership. And these are things that everybody else, as we know in society, takes for granted. But what is so, so powerful about the ADA is that we are getting people to understand that you've got to give people a chance. You've got to that's give them right. a chance to fail, and you've got to give them a chance to succeed. And that's what everybody wants. And, and your words, your vision, your work, the ADA it made the statement that it's all right to be disabled. You know, my yeah. mom is in a wheelchair, and the way that you treat people that, you know, people thought were wrong, well, they were wrong, and now it's illegal because of the ADA. So it's not just about accessibility, Tony. You remind us all it's about civil rights, and that is just so, so moving and touching. And the law says you can't discriminate against us. So, Tony, thank you. Thanks for making us a better country, and thanks for championing the rights of those with disabilities. It's made a huge impact, and I'm proud to know you as a, as a friend. Thank you again. Thank you, Mark. You're wonderful. I appreciate it very much. And he hires people, Tony. Yes, and you hire people with disabilities and, and uh, um, very productive jobs uh, of, of all types. And... You are committed to hiring more, which we love, and you're doing that through Bender. And, uh, you know, you've been wonderful for many years. Uh, so we appreciate not only your attitude, but uh, you just don't talk the talk. You walk the talk. And we love you for that. Well, thank you, Tony. It's all about yes. employment, as you remind us every single day. That's it is. Exactly and right. Mark is with Cigna. What is your title there, Mark? So I'm the Executive Vice President and Global Chief Information Officer, Joyce. Yes, and I have been friends with Mark. I mean, he really, really, for years, has shown such leadership in the employment of people with disabilities. And just a little uh, fact here, 
the U.S. Disability uh, Rights on Will Museum was here in Pittsburgh, which was so exciting uh, with the USBLN. I want to tell you, not only Cigna, a national sponsor, Mark flew in from Connecticut to speak for a few minutes here that day, um, and that just says so much about you, Mark. Well, thank you, Joyce, and it was important, and um, as we know, it's moving across the country, and hopefully it um, opens eyes, but more importantly, creates opportunities for employment. That's well, right, the Mark. Well, thing I was going to say, Mark, it, uh, Joyce, of course, would brag about Pittsburgh. We understand that. But it also was in uh, Dover, Delaware, on uh, Saturday, and it was a tremendous uh, turnout, and uh, the Secretary of Health uh, uh, was there, uh, and the Vice President uh, had a, uh, a taped um, message to the crowd. There were about 500 people there. And uh, so it's, it's moving. It'll conclude uh, for this year uh, at my alma mater, Loyola Marymount University in, in Los Angeles. So we appreciate, Mark, uh, your being a principal sponsor of that. Uh, um, Joyce Bender, of course, is part of that effort. But it's, uh, it's great to have people have a museum, reminds them of where we came from and uh, where we are now. So it's fabulous, and I thank you for that as well. Thank you, Tony. Hey, Mark, thank you for calling in, um, and keep leading on. Thanks. What a great person he is. Yes. As I always say, when you hire someone, just as Tony knows, that's when it makes the difference. That's exactly right. Tony, for our listeners that I know could not possibly uh, envision, you know, what it was like, I remember Congressman Hoyer when he was talking about you at the Tony Quello Award Ceremony. He said that the ADA and uh, civil rights is the guts of the ADA. It's all about civil rights. Um, and there you were that day. Tell me, that day, what was it like? Well, on that day, what we did is that we gave the Bender Tony Quello Disability Award to the uh, Secretary of Labor, Tom Perez, um, for all that he's done. Uh, when he, he was Secretary of Labor in the state of Maryland for a while, uh, then uh, when Obama got elected, uh, he was Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights, um, and he enforced uh, civil rights of all kinds. But in that, uh, he uh, really enforced the ADA. So he went after cities, counties, states, uh, corporations, individuals that were not uh, following through with the law. And so we had tremendous enforcement over the last six years, uh, five years, uh, by Tom Perez and the Justice Department. So... Uh, he did all that, and then uh, he got appointed as Secretary of Labor uh, by the president. And one of the first things he did was to uh, finish up the work that I'd been working on for 25 years, trying to get uh, the 503 for federal contractors, subcontractors, to get them to um, hire people with disabilities. One of the first things he did was to work on 503, and uh, got it through in, in a few weeks, the final stages of it. It was stuck at the uh, Office of Management and Budget, OMB. But he got it through with the help of Valerie Jarrett, who's the 
assistant to uh, President Obama, but he got it through. So he is extremely, extremely well-deserving uh, of the award. So I was really proud that Joyce had picked him, and she was right to do that, and uh, he was really honored to uh, receive the award. I might tell everybody, uh, I did that day, and I've done it uh, several times since, that I am recommending to uh, uh, Secretary Clinton that uh, when she wins and she's looking for people for uh, um, the nomination, she's looking for people to be her vice presidential running mate, that Tom Perez would be an ideal uh, candidate uh, for vice president. Um, He has all the background quality, the personality, and the ability to be a very, very effective uh, vice president. And cares so much, as you said, about... Americans with disabilities, in addition to all the other groups he represents. And I agree with you. What a great choice that would be. So, Tony, you keep doing that. Well, I'm doing it. He, Tom was a little humbled that I was advocating it, but uh, it's true. He would be the best um, for lots of different reasons. Uh, but I'm really, uh, I hope that uh, when she gets the nomination that she would consider Tom. Well, uh, Tony, since you're talking about all these wonderful things, and yet me going back to you being the author of the ADA, when you were on the White House lawn that day, that apparently I was not there, but that beautiful day, when President Bush signed the ADA, Tell me, what was that like that day? What, what was it like? What was the atmosphere like in the audience? Um, and what did it mean to you when he actually signed the ADA? Well, the words that I remember let the uh, sh- uh, wall of shame come tumbling down. And um, it, was, it was a fabulous moment because here, after all the work to get uh, uh, the bill passed, uh, by the House and the Senate, we had real problems in the House, but we got it passed. Um, and then to go on the White House lawn and uh, uh, have the President of the United States uh, sign the bill uh, with thousands of those of us in the disability community on the uh, White House lawn, uh, excited, um, uh, interested in what would really happen once the law went into effect, not knowing for sure the impact, uh, not knowing for sure if it would or would not be enforced, not knowing what the interpretation might be by all kinds of people, including the Supreme Court, because ultimately we knew after about 10 years it would go there. Um, And so all that day you're just so excited um, about the fact that, you know, not only the country but the world could change as a result of the president uh, putting his signature on this piece of paper. And as I said, uh, now 52 different countries have uh, uh, an ADA law of their own. And over 100 countries have signed the uh, ADA treaty, and the only countries that haven't are the United States, um, the Congo, um, and one more I can't think. Um, But the uh, fact is, is that the president by signing that caused all kinds of ripples 
And we were just excited he was signing it without really realizing just what the impact would be. We were hopeful. Um, You couldn't be any more than that uh, because, as I said, all the other things that had to follow up, the Supreme Court ultimately ruled that the uh, ADA, as passed by the Congress, um, didn't cover those of us with uh, epilepsy, uh, didn't cover a lot of other uh, disorders, didn't cover intellectual disabilities, um, uh, diabetes, and so forth. And so we had to then pass the ADA Amendments Act. Now, little did we know that the Supreme Court would ultimately rule that I didn't know what I was doing when I put in the bill that uh, everybody knew that I had epilepsy. I talked about it when uh, passing the bill. Uh, I was mentioned on the House floor, the Senate floor, uh, but the Supreme Court ruled that uh, that was not the intent of Congress. So I found that fascinating, but little did I know that that would happen that day and that we'd have to come back again, and we did, and successful. Um, but, Joyce, that day was such a... It was hot, but it was wonderful, um, and you you could dream about what could happen, but that was all you could. But it was such a opening of doors and walls and, and attitudes and so forth. We knew of that, but we didn't know what the ultimate result would be. And quite honestly, we still don't know because even after 25 years, uh, we're only partially there. There's a lot more work to be done. And in the next uh, 25 years, uh, people won't even recognize what happened in the first 25. So uh, that day, Joyce, uh, for me personally, was very emotional. Um, I had tears uh, when the president signed it. Um, uh, It just... um, I knew it would be impactful. I just didn't know how much. Well, it definitely was impactful. But you know what? We got a caller on the line. Phil, are you on the line? Hi, Joyce. Hi, Tony. How are you? Uh, fine, Phil. Nice, nice of you to call. Take the call. I, I was listening to what you had said, Tony, about that day, and uh, I wanted to just share with you both that as a father of a child with epilepsy, um, I want you to know that all the work that you did, and I think you hear this story many times, but I think you need to be reminded every now and again of the power of of what you did because, uh, Joyce, you know, when you think about it, Tony was there in 1990 when it was signed, and um, the, the legacy that you helped create and build is a benefit to my son because my son Philip had his first seizure uh, in April of 1991. Oh, really? So, you know, had you not been there, you know, from the time he was uh, having his first seizure and in the emergency room in a coma uh, for a week and going through two brain surgeries over the next several years with thousands of seizures, to think that one day he would be able to be employed, um, fully gainfully employed um, with epilepsy, with active epilepsy, is really a testament to the leadership that you showed before he was born and before many of the people who are enjoying the benefits that we take for granted now as part of the ADA and the ADA Amendments Act you know, we are enjoying the benefits of our son being a productive, 
tax-paying member of our society (laughs) because of the leadership and the courage and the vision that you had before he was even born. So I just wanted to say, on behalf of my son and, and millions of people with epilepsy around the country and around the world, uh, I just want to say thank you to you, Tony, and, and thank you, Joyce, for providing the, the vehicle to share the news of what Tony has done with your show. I just really appreciate both of you so much. Well, for Joyce's listeners, uh, first off, thank you, Phil, for those very, 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 very kind remarks. But for Joyce's listeners, Phil is the president and CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation and uh, took it over uh, when we were in really troubled times, and uh, now it's very successful and, and impactful. And uh, we appreciate uh, Phil's leadership to make a difference in the lives of all of us that have epilepsy. So, Phil, I return uh, your compliments back to you, and thank you for all you've done uh, for uh, the community. It's been wonderful and so forth. Um, well, thank we appreciate you. that. Thank you so and much. I mean, we have. Wait a minute, teams. and Phil. Yes. I just yes. want to say that you know, you too, don't just talk about it. You do it, and your support of not only people with epilepsy but the whole disability community has been unbelievable. So thank you. Uh, my my honor to work uh, in this community, and and I just have to say, there's no comparison. Uh, no comparison uh, between anything that anybody has done in, in any of the last 10 years with what Tony has done over his lifetime. I know you know that, Joyce, and you celebrate that with me. And I just, when I heard you were on the show, Tony, I just felt like I needed to call because so many people around the world really forget, you know, and, and it's, and it's, I think it's part of the blessing of, of the courage that you showed and the vision you had is that people really don't really understand the kind of challenges that faced people with disabilities prior to the work that you accomplished. But and, isn't that what we so, want? Isn't yeah, that that's we what want? you want. You yeah. want people to live life, to not have to think about it. I know that was your yeah. vision, and that's yeah. what's being fulfilled in my son's life. You know, but when I tell him, and when, when parents tell their children, and, and husbands tell their wives, and, and friends tell their friends about the impact of what you did, it will it will change people. It's changed my son. It's changed, you know, our relationship to really understand what could have been and what instead is. And so now my son is is you know he's he's living the life of a 28 year old because of you because his employer understood that it was about the ability and about uh, what somebody can do. To, to help further a business, to help further a mission, and not what they can't do. And you've been yeah. saying that for, for decades, and I just wanted to applaud you once again and tell you how wonderful it is for us as a community to enjoy the benefits because of what you've done. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate it very, very much. Thanks for calling in, Phil. Thank you, Joyce. Thanks, Tony. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye. Okay, I think we have another caller on the line. Oh my God, Charlie, are you there? I am, Charlie LaValley. Hey. hey, Charlie, how are you? Charlie, Good nice Joyce, to have how you are call you? in. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. I wanted to bring our attention, Tony, to something that seems to me is a lesson for all of us. You had a, an earlier vision of where you were going to go, the seminary and the ministry. 
and that door was closed. And um, as Bob Hope said, um, you were going to have a far greater ministry in politics than you would ever have in parish life, which was true. And I think your example, all the things Phil said I couldn't echo, and all the things Joyce brought up, I, I agree wholeheartedly. But I think there's another lesson for every one of us, which is sometimes the adversity that is given to us in our lives can be used as a blessing for others. If we're open to that, and, you know, obviously it's a struggle, and you had an immense struggle and the very difficulty of it, but I think we should um, all be open to um, um, adversity being a source of good. Whatever the challenge is we have, you're a great model of that, that this adversity um, opened up um, something far greater than could be imagined. And I think all of us should try to apply that in our lives, to be looking for how the difficult times, the things we would never have chosen, the things we really, quite frankly, hate that were given to us, perhaps, that um, if we're open and we're willing to work through it and deal with the pain and the heartache, that it, it it's not going to be ADA doesn't have to be something of that magnitude, but um, if we're all willing, um, we can be of help to others in our little corners of the world. And um, I, I thank you for being open to um, what was given to you and having that be the fa- fantastic blessing it is to so many. Thank you, Charlie. Um, I, you know, that's a message that I give to young people in particular all the time, uh, and that um, you don't know uh, why something has happened, but sometimes it's important to to live yourself open to opportunity that comes its way. Um, I had a hard time, as you know, uh, suicidal because I wasn't open. And then uh, one day um, uh, something struck me, and all of a sudden I realized I had to be open, and I have been ever since. Uh, and I now, um, instead of uh, cursing and upset and confused, I now thank God for my epilepsy. Um, It has made me a better person. It has made me uh, find out who I am, what I am, what I stand for, what I believe in. And today, as a result of that, uh, I am uh, personally very strong, and going through that adversity uh, has made me uh, believe in myself, uh, which is so important for those of us with disabilities is to... Uh, come to terms uh, with yourself and end up uh, loving what you're doing or or who you are. Uh, hard to do, um, but uh, it's really important to uh, be open and accepting so that uh, you can uh, move in a different direction. Joyce, isn't that what you've done too? You took what was given to you. You didn't choose it. You didn't ask for it. It was something that was, so to speak, done unto you. And you're another example. Yes, um, and so are how, you, Charlie. You lost a son. Well, yes, that's true, too. Yep, yeah, well, you lost what, a son, and look Rogers what you did. Well, I think Fred's words really kind of confirm, Fred, what Mr. Rogers' words can confirm and echo what Tony said. Uh, take your heartache and do something with it. Yeah. Well, that's, it's hard to hear sometimes in the midst of the darkness or the or the struggle of it all, but I, I think he was right. That's good advice for all of us. It echoes Tony's words. Take your heartache or your adversity, uh, the challenges, and do something with it. it. And I think that point that Tony made, we're, we're better because of it first, and it helps others. It's kind of like a double win. 
That's right. And by the way, everyone, Charlie is the CEO of Variety, the children's charity. Uh, we have the My Bike campaign here in Pennsylvania where children with significant disabilities that could normally not have a bike can through the accessibility of these bikes and the My Voice campaign where we're giving iPads that are augmentative communication, allowing children to have a voice. So, uh, Charlie, you too are a blessing to all of us. We're lucky to have you. Uh, I'm blessed to do this work and grateful to be a part of it and sharing it with you and Tony. It's, it's a gift. Thank well, you, Charlie, th- very much. Thank thanks you. for being on the show. Yes, thanks well, for calling, pleasure. Charlie. I thank God for you, Tony Quello. I thank, thank God. Thank you. Take care. All Bye-bye. the best. Wow, Tony, you've got a lot of callers here. Peggy, are you on the line? I'm on the line, Joyce. How hey, are Tony. you, Peggy, CEO I'm... of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA, best affiliate in America? How are you? <laughs> I'm great, Joyce. I'm very excited to be on the phone with two of my very favorite people, you and Tony both. This is so exciting. Thank you, Peggy. And, and what uh, an exciting week. Well, oh, those of you I know. From Western, from Western Pennsylvania, if you have uh, epilepsy, uh, Peggy is one of the best, and uh, she and her team uh, can help you out, and all of us in the epilepsy community really appreciate her dedication uh, to helping those of us with epilepsy. So. We love you, and thank we thank you, Tony. Peggy. That's very nice. We love you. You know that we love you, and we love it when you come to Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, Tony, I wanted to share a story with you because everybody who's calling is so grateful for you, and, of course, we are, too, and we love you so much. But we had an experience yesterday that I just have to share with you because um, we had some staff yesterday who were out um, doing – an awareness event and celebrating actually with a group of children. Um, Some folks from a Girl Scout troop called us and asked us to come help them celebrate the ADA, which I thought was fabulous. So we were very eager to do that. And they were very young children. They were like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and they were at a day camp, and they put together a quilt to celebrate the ADA, and each of the girls did a square. And I'll have to send you a picture because it. it is the most colorful, the most positive, the most supportive, the most helpful thing you've ever seen in your life. And I thought, for the 25th anniversary of the ADA, this is what you wanted. This is the world you were trying to create. That it was. I just thought it was so fantastic that these little ones who are so small don't even have to grow up in the world that everyone has been talking about. And it's because of the work you did with the Americans with Disabilities Act. So... I just feel like it's such a testament to all the work that you've done and people like Joyce have done, and obviously we are eternally grateful for that, but it was just such a moving display to see these little ones and know that they don't have to live in that world. So thank you on behalf of them and everybody you've you've helped so much. Appreciate it very, very much. Thank you, Peggy. And Peggy, thank you for everything you're doing and I just think you're the best. Thank you for calling. Oh, thank you, Joyce. And Joyce, we'll see you on Saturday, right? 
You will. I'm coming I'll back. Epilepsy walk. I'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there, PNC Park. Well, thank you so much, Tony. I hope you have a fabulous week. I know you guys are having a great time, but thank you so much for everything you do. We love you so much. Thank you very much. I'll let you talk to all the rest of your fans, but come visit okay. us in Pittsburgh <laughs> <Thank> soon. <laughs> Thanks, Joyce. You're welcome. Uh, Joan, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Hello, John Stein. Hello, Joyce Bender. Hello, Tony Coelho. How are you, Joyce? I'm, I'm terrific. Joan, Joan, they mix the, us up all the time. I know. Uh, <laughs> the, because we're like sisters, Joan. Yeah. Joan does <laughs> so much for uh, all people with disabilities, um, and uh, I really appreciate uh, what you do, Joan. I well, it's, it's extremely humbling to come from you because, you know, when I think about, I think about what it was like being on Capitol Hill before, because I, I went to the Nickel Conference in, in 1990 and, and in 89 and working the Hill and visiting with the staffers and talking to, talking to the members of Congress and then, the day of the passage, I actually happened to be in California um, on a trip with my family. But just thinking back to that moment and realizing the horizons that were going to be opened. Yeah. And looking back, I certainly don't feel 25 years older. I probably look 25 years older. <laughs> but I love you. realizing what has transpired, and, you know, we all get frustrated we get, I get frustrated almost on a daily basis when I meet a business owner that says, well, isn't my building grandfathered in? Or, you know, the, the building department told me I was fine. Or I've never had anybody in my store in a wheelchair and they have three steps to get in. But then I turn around and I work with businesses who say, what can we do? Is this enough? Because, you know, we all know, we all know and love our buddy Ray Bloomer from the National Center on Accessibility, and I always give him credit for this quote because he says, the ADA standards are the worst you should do. That's exactly right. The worst you should do. That's exactly right. The worst right. you should do because there's the minimum standards. So I always say to my clients, look, it's my obligation to tell you what you're required to do. Like, you know, this door has to provide a minimum of 32 inches of clear opening width. But if you're building a new door, why not make it a three-foot door? That's become an industry standard. And guess what? People won't scrape it up as much. Yep. And they go, oh, that's really great. That'll <laughs> save my maintenance budget. Yep. So, you know, I, 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 I just, I'm just always amazed at human nature, because I see the best of it, and I see the worst of it, and, and what's, what, what, I love to, what I love to see, I was out with my best friend at Panera the other day, um, and we were having lunch, and she uses a wheelchair, and um, this little boy came walking by, and he was looking at it, you know, and he, he looked like maybe he was about seven or eight, and he looked, but what, was, what I found interesting was he didn't just stare at her chair. He looked at her, and she looked right back at him, and she said, hi, how you doing? He said, okay. So, you know, I'm I'm too used to oftentimes having the mother pull the child away and say, you know, don't stare, you know, and I want to say, we're not contagious, you know, but 
to, to think that you had, that you not only have the insight and the drive 25 years ago, but you have it every day. And, and it, it reminds me what Charlie just said. You know, we live it. it. It's not just my brother's an attorney, and he used to come to visit a lot when my parents were alive, and I would, you know, point out things, and he'd say, you know, you better burn yourself out. And I said, Ned, this isn't just what I do. It's who I am. And it wasn't until we went to a building where my parents, who both were in wheelchairs at that point in time, couldn't get in. And I looked at him and I said, would you go in there if mom and dad couldn't go with them? And for the first time in 50 years, I shut him up <laughs> because he took it personally. Yeah. So I always I always want to give people benefit of the doubt. And I can only imagine that, that, that you have, I know you have more war stories than could fill... Several several books, but I think we need to come up with a new a new slogan. We have the greatest generation for the guy for the for the people that served in World War II, like my mother and father. But we we need to we need to come up with a real museum, right, Joyce? Not one on wheels. That's right, not on wheels. A real museum and a real testament to the strongest generation. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good idea, Jim. I'm I'm with you on that. I happen to agree with you. That would be a great book, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The strongest that's a great book. idea. We're going to have to there's, think about that. I think that's a great. Because what happens when you see, when somebody who is not open-minded or knowledgeable or had any personal experience, they see somebody in a wheelchair, they see somebody with an obvious disability. We all know what happens. They pity them. Oh, you poor, weak thing. Well, no. We're stronger than you. We have to be. Well, and I think that what you're saying, in effect, is that we are over the Jerry Lewis uh, syndrome where, you know, people would pat you on the head and say, go in the corner, we'll take care of you. Uh, Exactly. Exactly. We want to be involved in that care ourselves now. So you're right about that. Nothing about us without us. Yep. Oh, well, I appreciate very much your calling in, Joan. That's Absolutely, funny. and I love you dearly, and you are my personal and professional hero, without <laughs> a doubt. And, and I you. love you too, Joan. Okay, and I'll see you Saturday morning at the Epilepsy Walk. All right, see you then. Okay, all right, sweetie. Love you, bye-bye. Love you, Tony. Love bye-bye. you, Joyce. Bye-bye. Yeah, Tony, I just told the engineer, I'm going to be lucky if I get to ask you one question. <laughs> well, Shoot, if there's nobody Very on the line, popular right? man you are, Tony. Yeah. I better hurry up and ask you a question That's before right. the show is over. One of the questions I have, and this is very important, and I've never asked you this before, but what, Tony, what do you hope your legacy will be? Well, I just, it's very simple. Um, as you know, uh, my... Uh, uh, my ministry is disabilities. Uh, my ministry is to help others. And I hope that when, uh, you know, anybody recalls uh, me, um, family or whatever, that they would be able to say that I help people. Um, that's what I really want to do, like to do, feel good about. Uh, some people say that, you know, I'm, actually a priest in a different profession. Uh, but I, I love that. I mean, that's what I like. Um, uh, and I know for a fact that I have helped people 
but I, that's my legacy. That's what I want. I don't, it's not about that I was a member of Congress. It's not about that I uh, served President Clinton and, and know all of these folks and so forth. That's really not a good legacy. Um, it's when you have really made a difference in the lives of people, and, and I feel I have, and I hope I never do anything to, uh, to tarnish that, but that is what I like. Well, you're doing it. You are doing it, that's for sure, no doubt about that. And, and Tony, over the next, like, five years, for example, you know, people always say three years, five years, so over the next five years and then over the next ten years, I mean, what what do you want to focus on? What, what do you want to focus on well, uh, because things, you're like Joyce. a change agent? There's two things, Joyce. Uh, ADA was, as you said earlier, uh, basically gave those of us in the disability community our basic civil rights. Uh, that's what it did. Not a lot more, but it gave us those basic civil rights, and it said that people had to provide those to us, to not discriminate with us. So a lot of things happened, the curb cuts, and I can go on and on. Uh, but prior to that, uh, if you were in a wheelchair, you couldn't go to a movie theater because they could kick you out because you were a fire hazard. Um, and uh, and you can do that like in restaurants if people are uh, sight impaired you couldn't read a menu the waitress would complain and you had to leave because she didn't have time to tell you uh, what's on the menu and so forth but I can go on and on about um, um, all those things that uh, that have uh, that have changed and um, uh, and and I think in the next five years what I'm looking for is uh, progress in work and in transportation. Because my whole effort is to give people an opportunity uh, to find a job. So we have to make sure that uh, uh, the jobs are available, all types of jobs. Uh, I don't care if it's uh, uh, working uh, in uh, a, uh, uh, some type of factory or whatever, or, milking cows uh, that I did and so on, or if it's being a, a uh, scientist or something. I just don't care. But I think all of us have a right to try to pursue our abilities. And so the way you do it, you've got to get a job. And if you've got to get a job, the reason you want a job is that all of a sudden you can pay for things that you want, need, buy a house or rent a house or uh, get a car or whatever, but you can get all those things now because you can contribute to society. And as I've said to the last five presidents, I don't know any group in America that wants to pay taxes except for those of us with disabilities. And that means we have a job. That's why it is. And we can, we can help to pay for the things that we believe in, uh, you know, all the things, the benefits that we collect or that other people who collect who are less fortunate than us. Um, so getting a job is critical. But when you think about it, so you get a job. How are you going to get there if you can't drive? How are you going to get home if you can't drive? How are you going to get to a store? How are you going to get to a movie theater? How are you going to get to church? Uh, you depend on somebody to get you there. Um, and if you're not around public transportation, it's even worse. So uh, contrary to what some people believe, I am a big supporter of uh, Uber. Uh, but not just Uber. It's Lyft and it's any other technology that advances the opportunity for people with disability to get a job, uh, drive in a car, or to be picked up without discrimination. Because without a doubt today, 
the taxi cabs have uh, discriminated against people with disabilities for years. And so technology is making lots of things possible. And I don't want to look back. I want to look forward. And I happen to think that the whole transportation system, including cars and so forth, is going to change. The Google car. All these different things are going to change for those of us with disabilities. We'll be able to tell a car or have a recording and tell a car that we want to go to the movie theater or we want to go wherever, and it'll take you there without having to drive it. That's well, exciting. Wait, won't, that, won't that be a great day? Yeah, and so for but, those of us with disabilities, we need good transportation in order for us to have a good job, in order for us to participate in society like everybody else. So my well, focus over I, the next I, five hey, Tony, years... Hey, Tony, it, I yeah. hate to interrupt you, but if I don't let this person talk to you, I'm going to be in big trouble because this person has told me forever how much they love you. Helena, are you on the line? I am, Joyce. Hey, Elena. Hello, Helena Berger. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Joyce. Hello, Tony. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for calling in. Helena is one of the real true advocates in the disability community. When I was uh, at AAPD, American Association of People with Disabilities, um, she was uh, one of the principal staffers there who made things happen, and she has helped so many people in the disability community, uh, and now she's the acting uh, CEO uh, at AAPD. Uh, Just a wonderful, wonderful human being who understands those of us with disabilities, and again, another person who doesn't talk the talk, but who actually walks the talk. So um, we love her, and she's doing a great job in helping us. Well, Tony, thank you. I really appreciate that. I was actually calling you <laughs> to give you kudos, but I certainly appreciate you acknowledging me. But that's really why I was calling, because I wanted to thank you for your, I guess, tireless and relentless advocacy on behalf of our community and working to improve the quality of life of people with disabilities day in and day out. Um, like I said, your, your passion, like I said, is, is relentless and is greatly appreciated, and, and also everything that you've done for AAPD for, for, for many, many years. Um, our success has been in part due to you and your commitment to AAPD. So I just wanted to uh, call in and, and thank you and recognize um, everything that you've done for our community and, um, more importantly, for, for AAPD, because you've been a leader of the organization for a long time, and like I said, um, Without your your efforts, your passion, your commitment, um, I don't think we'd be where we are today. So I wanted to thank you personally. Thank you, Helena. Appreciate those comments uh, very, very much. Thank you for calling in. And Helena, you are one of my favorite people, and you too are a blessing to the community. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Happy ADA. Happy ADA to you also. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Tony, I got to tell you, no more. No more calls. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are too popular, Tony Quello. No matter where I am with you, it's like this. So what I, I will ask you this question. If you had to give a message, thinking about what week this is, to all of our listeners including companies, what would that message be? Well, there are two things. One is to be thankful for the progress that we've made and an appreciation for all those who have 
participated in this progress. But number two, uh, to uh, urge uh, companies throughout the United States uh, to hire people with disabilities. So, uh, they can do the job if you give them an opportunity to do so. Choice can find the right person for you for the job that you need. It makes no difference what the job is. Um, Joyce has a database of 10,000 folks who have disabilities that want to work. And so uh, my encouragement to corporations is help us fulfill our dream. Uh, All we want is the opportunity to fail because if we don't have the opportunity to fail, we'll never have the opportunity to succeed. So we're not asking you to to, uh, give us a gift. All we want you to do is to give us an opportunity, and we will succeed. Yes, and uh, in addition to that, I want to thank you, uh, Tony, for what you have done to fight the stigma toward epilepsy, which, as you know, I have, uh, like you, uh, because I, I just know there are so many, oh, my goodness, millions of people living with epilepsy that you have impacted. So thank you for that also. Thank you, Joyce. Appreciate it very much. Well, folks, here we are last week celebrating the 25th anniversary. So starting next week, celebrating the next 25 years. But isn't it just so appropriate that it was Tony Quello? How fitting that is. Tony, as everyone knows, love you more than anyone can imagine. Thank you, Joyce. You know the feelings mutual. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Well, for all of you listening to the show, once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for your commitment to this show. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you all next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.